Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy poured beverages. East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. And today we're talking about one thing. And one thing only, Lane Kiffin. Uh, is going to stay the head coach at Ole Miss. So despite uh, the drama, or however you you really want to call it, it doesn't matter anymore. It is over. Lane Kiffin will remain your head coach, and we are talking about that today on the podcast. I am Michael Borky. Again, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, K-E-Y. Again, follow on Twitter, like Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and also subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you get them, subscribe to this podcast. I would recommend Spotify, but Apple works, wherever you get your podcast. Search this one, Rebel Report, and leave a rating and a review. As much as we love the uh, engagement on our website, it's just more user-friendly, if we're being honest, uh, for you to to listen, not in browser on the website, but in podcast form. So check that out there. Again, uh, I don't think there's been an official announcement from Ole Miss just yet, but Lane Kiffin, I mean, you know, told everybody. And, and there's actually an interesting article in Outkick, by the way, that I think you should read. Uh, just kind of him describing his thought process and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's actually really good stuff. I would encourage you to read that as well. Because uh, because we won't talk about that here, and, and I should have. That was a mistake on my part. Uh, but it's worth reading, and you should read it and, and check that out uh, to, to kind of get a more in-depth, behind-the-scenes version of why he has decided to stay at Ole Miss. It's really good stuff. So no official announcement from the school just yet, but it doesn't matter. I mean, he, is, he has told everybody and has committed to staying at Ole Miss, which, of course, uh, despite all the drama and stuff, is a win for you for a lot of reasons that we're going to talk about perception. I think perception of the Ole Miss program today uh, is better uh, because of this result. Um, Auburn came after your head coach. Details be damned. Auburn came after your head coach, listened, considered what they had to offer, and told them no. Details don't matter. That is, at the end of the day, what anybody's going to remember um, despite the SEC Network's best efforts to try to convince you that Auburn was a significantly better job than Ole Miss, and despite you know what my position's been on, on how this has been handled, you guys know me. I think the gap, if there is one, is incredibly small, and that was not SEC Network media's narrative. And guess what? Again, details don't matter at the end of the day. Uh, your head coach decided it's not that much better of a job, and I'm going to keep the one that I have. So a big win for Ole Miss. And that's what, of course, as I've said for the third time, we are talking about today. But first, I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you or your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, and you need office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, 
Whatever it is, if it's tech, if it's in the office and you need it, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. Go to absms.com and tell them that I sent you, and you'll get a complimentary assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll come out, perform an assessment on me. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs, just across from Kroger, on University Avenue in Oxford. If you are looking for meat, if you're going to be cooking with meat, LB's is the best place in the state to get it. Uh, They're conveniently located right there in Oxford. If you tell them I sent you, they'll hook you up. They've also got daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. So in the lunch hour, if you don't feel like cooking, they'll do it for you. That is LB's just across from Kroger on University right there in Oxford. So I I want your guys' feedback on something, uh, only negative, honestly. Uh, If you like how this has been implemented, then just don't bother telling me, just keep listening. But if you don't like that uh, I plug in live chats on this feed, let me know. If you don't think that this is good or sounds good or whatever, I would love to, to hear from you. But this, um, it, it just always goes longer, and I don't miss as much because I have people right there to you know bring up something that I may not have done so organically. I like the, the listener feedback. I think I get more in-depth when that happens for whatever it's worth. Uh, So anyway, uh, if you don't like this, let me know and I won't do it anymore. But for now, here is um, after it really became glaringly obvious that Lane Kiffin was going to remain the head coach at Ole Miss. I fired up a live chat. So this is from over the weekend. You're going to hear some stuff, uh, some Hugh Freeze conversation, which possibly is going to be outdated because maybe Auburn has gotten cold feet. But either way, here is uh, my reaction in a Q&A about Lane Kiffin remaining at Ole Miss, Auburn coaching search, some other stuff mixed in there as well. I can't control what I'm asked, only uh, that I answer it. Either way, if you don't like this, let me know. But this is a long conversation about Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, what this means, all that stuff. And I think, of course, that it was really good. So here that is now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Long talk about Lane Kiffin remaining the head coach at Ole Miss. But the games right now suck, and there is nothing compelling to be watched on TV right now. I know we have LSU A&M in a bit, and uh, Vanderbilt Tennessee is actually a game I'm going to check out for a little while, if you can believe it, because Vanderbilt has a shot at going bowling, and you know what? I want to see if they're able to do it. So in this interim time of bad football, I figured we could talk about the news of the day, Lane Kiffin. Now, let's not let's not get this incorrect because I've seen people get this incorrect. Auburn did not move on from Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin told Auburn no. Now, you've heard me over the last couple of weeks talk about the process that got him to this point, and I have been very critical of that process, I believe rightfully so, but Let's not get that part of it twisted. Auburn did not move on. They were told no. So let's talk about that. And also, where does Auburn go next? To Hugh Freeze? Maybe. But now there's, guess what? There's Twitter drama because that website, oh boy, that website. Uh, So we got a lot to talk about uh, on this uh, random pop-up live stream, but I appreciate you all uh, being with me. I imagine you're also bored with the games. So... Before we get started, I'm, of course, Michael Borky, as it says literally right there. 
Uh, please, if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, we're getting very close to a thousand. Uh, and that would help me a ton. Please like the video as well and uh, drop a comment. I'd love to to talk with you. This is going to be, like it always is, more of a conversation than anything else. Big news of the day, though, Lane Kiffin staying at Ole Miss. So that is what we are talking about mostly on uh, on this version of the live stream. Kind of sad that this is the last day of college football, truthfully, sort of. I mean, last regular season day of college football. We got some compelling games early. South Carolina beating Clemson, which pumped me up, if I'm being totally honest. I'm going to send some text messages tonight to some old high school friends. Um just just going to poke the bear a little bit, and then uh, Michigan beat Ohio State. So we got drama early. Now it is nothing. Hey, Memphis Rebel, glad to see you. Edward says, love CBS, still trying to find a way for Alabama to get in the playoff. Are you surprised by that? Because I, I certainly am not. Rebel Red says, Hugh is the best fit for Auburn. They'll be mad for the next nine or so months, and then he'll start winning, and they'll get over it. And, see, you may disagree with me on this, Rebel Red. I, I think – Auburn and Hugh Freeze uh, are going to be exciting and it's going to be fun and it's going to be interesting and they're going to be good and then it's going to crash and burn. Um, anyway, yeah. Edward says, so we've got the MSU president's wife tweeting about Sokolov's work is done in the false report of Lane to Auburn. This is so weird, man. Yet, Twitter needs to be taken away from a lot of people. That being one what a what an extremely bizarre thing to say to a reporter that at the end of the day was incorrect i do believe that there was some truth to what john sokolov was saying i, I you guys know me by now i think that there absolutely was a, a, a reality in which lane kiffin does go to auburn certainly was entertained but ended up being incorrect obvious <laughs> obviously uh he said lane to auburn is done it was not done and clearly, we know that now. Things do change in silly season. Things changed. But still, for the president of, of Mississippi State's university's wife to tweet that is that's, that's just a rough look. Uh, you know, and you know, blame us not for the sins of our fathers. Blame us not for the sins of our spouses either. It doesn't mean he endorses that kind of thing. I imagine. When he finds out that that was tweeted, he probably wouldn't appreciate that. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, but very weird look. Um, th there was more tweeting. Uh, the, the head of the Grove Collective probably put something on Twitter he should not have. Uh, Wayne Kiffin's obviously tweeted some things he should not have. Boy, that website just, just needs to go away. The, uh, the Hugh Freeze direct messaging, uh, the girl that was involved in... I say the girl, the woman that was involved in the uh, the situation at, at Liberty. Uh, we might get interrupted on occasion by a three-year-old, uh, which is totally fine. He just brought me his Bronco. But anyway, uh, Rebel Red says rivalry runs deep. Yes, it does. That door doesn't lock. There's nothing we can do. <laughs> um, despite a lot of unnecessary drama, it is at least great to know that Ole Miss proved itself today as – not just a, quote, stepping stone program and its commitment to football should be acknowledged. Uh, that, that's a good place to start, Edward, uh, because that is, at the end of the day, what happened. Now, it was weird. I think it was handled very, very poorly. And we'll talk about exactly where I think it went wrong in a little bit. 
the truth is, whether you you want to believe the reporting or not, I know that there has been some fractured relationships, not even with the fan base, but internally. Uh, leadership at the university was incredibly frustrated with how this was handled. They were not incredibly frustrated with media reporting. They were incredibly frustrated with how this was being handled. That is that is something that if if you don't want to believe that is simply fine. If, if you don't want to believe that, I know that that is true. But at the end of the day, Auburn pursued your football coach. Auburn went after Lane Kiffin. They discussed things. If you believe the reporting, you may not, and that's fine. And he told them no. So at the end of the day, that's all any old Miss person moving forward, whether it be the athletic director, whether it be the collective people, whether it be the president, whether it be Lane Kiffin, fans, anybody that is forward-facing representing Ole Miss, the only thing they need to talk about now is that Auburn went after him and he told them no. The details aren't going to matter in a week, let alone a month or by next season. The details will not matter. People are going to forget everything that happened in the last two weeks very, very soon. So details don't matter. At the end of the day, Auburn came after your football coach. Your football coach told them no. That is program validation. Regardless of how it happened or what went down or John Sokolov and and what I thought was going to happen. I've got to eat some crow. I thought as of last week he was going to go. I didn't know for sure, as I told you guys, but I thought. So I was wrong. Hand up. Both hands up. I was wrong. I thought he was going to go. That doesn't matter, though. What I thought doesn't matter. What anybody thought doesn't matter because what matters is that your coach told Auburn no, and that is program validation. You now have a situation you are heavily invested in coaching salary, assistant salary pools going up, and most importantly, at least in my opinion, Edward, when when talking about the, the fractured relationships that I mentioned, which is a real thing, I know that for a fact, the first step into fixing that, if you believe the reporting of, of Chase Parham, which I do, uh, Lane Kiffin agreed to a hefty buyout. And there are two different buyouts, by the way. People get confused by that. There are two different buyouts. There are the buyouts to pay a coach when you fire them, and then there's the buyout of wherever the coach is going if he leaves for a different job that has to be paid to the school on his end for breaking the contract. And those are two different numbers. And so far, Lane Kiffin's buyout, if he left Ole Miss, was extremely low. And and he and Jimmy Sexton, they made sure that that number was very low. If he were to leave, the, the school hiring him would owe very little. Apparently, that number has changed, and that number has grown. And that is the first step. Uh, for your coach showing that he is committed to your school because he could have fought against that. Now, he lost a lot of leverage over the last couple of weeks, but he could have fought against that. Chose not to. That is a, a sign of commitment in mending the uh, whatever bad blood there is. That's the first sign of things might change at least a little bit if he was willing to commit to a buyout that was significantly larger than the one that he had right now. So that is a good first step for sure. But again, Edward, I'll say it again. Again, Edward, I'll say it again. Again, again, again. The the biggest point here, the most important thing, the only thing that matters is that Auburn came after him and he told them no 
to stay at Ole Miss. Why it happened doesn't matter. How it happened doesn't matter. People are going to forget very soon. But he is still going to be your coach, and that is that's a big that's a big deal. That is a big deal. So he says twenty years off in life. Yeah, I felt like it. Chase said, uh, Chase, by the way, is in the Mississippi State band, said, damn, I really chanted Auburn in the rain with the rest of the band for nothing, huh? Yeah, apparently so. Oh, I have no idea. No idea what that number is. I just, I believe the people, well, the person that, that I've seen report that the number has grown significantly, um, but I don't know what that is. Um, I, I talked to somebody earlier that didn't know details that just said, um, it's deterring now. Now, will it deter everybody? No, but it should put some, it should calm some of that down next November because it is significantly larger. I don't know how big that is, though, but I know it's bigger, which is important. Matthew says, is it weird to start praying for the Las Vegas Bowl? Shoot, no. If you're planning on going to the bowl game, then, I mean, where else would you want to go? I mean, Nashville, love Nashville, but I mean, you can go to Nashville anytime. To go watch your team play in Vegas, it's new. It's something you've never done. Yeah, I'd be rooting for it, too. I don't get to go to anything. Uh, you know, I've, I've got to stay here and work. Like, it, you know, if Mississippi State goes here or Ole Miss goes here, it doesn't affect me at all. It doesn't change anything about my circumstances whatsoever unless I want to pay uh, on my own. I'm very thankful for uh for my company and they take very good care of me so this was not a shot at my employer they do a very good job of taking care of me um but they they wouldn't send me to vegas to cover it i guess is what i'm saying and i understand that but still sterling says some crazy allegations regarding q on twitter any worry there if you are auburn and that hasn't been vetted yes i would be concerned that doesn't mean those are accurate doesn't mean they're real but yes i would be concerned and now you've got the uh, the the woman that, if you remember, back in August, received a midnight emotionally charged direct message from him talking about his boss who was involved, whether directly or indirectly, with um, so anyway, that this this woman is suing Liberty, and there's also, um, some kind of investigation into sexual assault and the possible covering up of that at Liberty. And, and this woman is active on Twitter and talks about it a good bit. Back in, I said August, it was actually back in July, Hugh Freeze sent her a direct message that she screenshotted and put on Twitter that said, you don't even know Ian McCaw. He is the most Jesus-like leader I have. Um. And now she is resurfacing those. I don't know if there's anything else you're talking about, truthfully, that that is out there. But that, in July, was, in my opinion, emblematic of a problem still being there. And if I were Auburn, I would be concerned about stuff like that. And that's what you know. Is there? I, I would have a lot of questions. I would be very concerned uh, about just that. I mean, I, I know it's just it's just Twitter, but it's an emotionally charged direct message to somebody that is suing your employer for sexual assault. You cannot do stuff like that. You simply can't do stuff like that. 
it would it would bear it would scare me away. I, if I were Auburn, I would not have gone down that road, and they, it might be too late for them. And yeah, and then they lost to UConn and New Mexico State. Memphis Rebel says, well, I have a fever and a decent cough, so I'm coping. Chase said, can't believe that John Cohen's coach search has landed him with Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze. Well, it hasn't landed him with Lane Kiffin. Um, and, and who knows what's going to happen here with this Freeze situation. Daniel says, or that his coaching search always started and, in, and ended with Lane Kiffin and Hugh Freeze. You can definitely see that. I don't remember what I said uh, a few minutes ago, but I'm still going to read your comments anyway. Agree on Freeze, Auburn, and the crash. Greg says, hotty toddy, Gary Danielson should be moved to the review booth so he can make sure all reviews go to Bama. Oh, glad the lane train is staying. Um, exactly, Sid. There, There's your difference. Um, it's... And, and may, maybe I did it wrong as well. You guys can tell me if I did it wrong. I I think I tried to make sure that there was always a qualifier there, that if he goes, if whatever, 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 maybe I didn't do it. And if I didn't, I will certainly own it and apologize to you guys for, for not doing that. Um, But I thought that he was going. John reported that it was done. Um, And, and that's... That's where he's getting in trouble. But also, I do think, Sid, where things went wrong or or where things got bad in this whole deal, because I've had people ask me, why do you keep saying it was handled poorly? I keep getting asked that. Why do you keep saying it was handled poorly? You can't help when your name gets thrown into stuff like this. The day Brian Harson got fired, boom, Lane Kiffin's name was plastered everywhere. There's not anything he can do about that. Nothing he can do about that. Um. But when Sokolov did what he did, what should have happened next was one of two things. You either, if you know that you are not taking the Auburn job on that Monday night, if you know you're not taking it, it's over. I have decided I'm staying at Ole Miss. It is done. If you know, then you right away let it be known by everybody. You release a statement, you talk to your team, and you leave no ambiguity. There was no, there was ambiguity when he addressed his team. There was ambiguity with the tweets and stuff and the way that was. That could have been put to bed that night if, if that was truly, completely, and totally 100% false. You had the opportunity in that moment to end it. If what John reported was 100% inaccurate, at that moment, then you commit to Ole Miss on the spot. You end all of that. But if it wasn't true and you were still considering Auburn, which for whatever it's worth is what I think was happening, then you do not you, – you, you have to take the higher road there, I guess is what I'm saying. If somebody is incorrectly reporting about you or is reporting something as fact, which is not fact yet because as we know on Monday – hadn't signed anything with Auburn, hadn't committed to Auburn, right? So even if he wanted to go and wanted the job, the commitment hadn't happened. So instead of the trolling tweets, instead of all that stuff, you you get with your communications director and you sit down and you work on a statement. I have not talked about, I have not discussed a job with anybody else. I am focused on my team and winning this game. And now a lot of people wouldn't have believed that 
but that would have been the right public relations move. That would have been easier for people to swallow. Instead, it was tweets. Instead, it was one team meeting where there was a ton of ambiguity and then another team meeting the, the next day with less ambiguity, but still some. There was still doubt. And so you had this perfect storm of, okay, it, it, the, the reaction was like was odd at best, kind of emotionally charged, didn't, didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, it, it should have been handled more professionally in that moment. And then there was ambiguity. And players on the team, I know this for a fact, were frustrated. I, I know at least of one parent of a prominent player that was incredibly frustrated with everything that followed that. And people in leadership positions at the school were in the dark, didn't know the intentions, didn't know what was going to happen until today. So that's where I think, if you're asking me, why do I think it was handled poorly? That's where it started. Anything before Monday, mm, it's hard to blame him for anything before Monday to me. It's hard. Now, taking shots at your facilities and stuff I thought was pretty childish. And, and again, everything could have been ended with one stroke of a pen, one commitment or whatever. But that's where I think it went wrong is is the report from Sokolov I don't think was handled well. And then in the immediate aftermath, people were kept in the dark in positions of leadership at the school until recently. And, and if you don't want to believe that, that that's fine. You don't have to believe that. You can question everything, but but I know that for whatever it's worth to you, I know that that is the case, that there was incredible frustration and fractured relationships, not because of the media, but because of how all of this stuff uh, was handled. And I think you you don't have to look much further than a tweet from the head of the Grove Collective a few minutes ago said continuity of leadership it matters don't love how we got here and some of the goodwill was lost nevertheless this is where it needed to end up onward at lane kiffin at keith carter at grove collective so when people tell you that that fractured relationships because people were kept in the dark and you say that that is inaccurate this tells you otherwise this is all the proof that you need to know that there was internal frustration with how this all went down. But like I said before, you got the end result that you wanted. So now it's up up to everybody, really, to get on the same page and push forward. Edward says, I was just going to say that this afternoon seeing Ohio State and Clemson lose was great. <laughs> if, he, if he busts back in here again, I'll put him on for uh, for sure. Surprised to see me pop up on your phone in the box for the Vandy Tennessee game. Be sure to watch. Awesome. Yeah, I'll be watching. Good for you, man. Isn't the weather going to be bad up there? So at least you're going to be nice and dry. Uh, doors got a chance. Yeah, I hope they do. Anyway. Memphis Rumble said, I had a state fan tell me that the playoff is an unrealistic expectation for Ole Miss no matter what. And no matter what year it is, that is just objectively false. That's a very goofy thing to say. Uh, it was, I mean, they're a fourth and 25 for making a playoff appearance in the four team. And last year they would have made the 12 team. So that's, that's just kind of a goofy thought. Um, the 12 team playoff makes the playoff accessible for both programs. 
in, in this state. So it's not even just like an anti-Ole Miss thing. They, they both have access to it. They've finished, they had seasons where they've, in recent history, in the playoff era, where they would have been in the 12-team playoff. It has happened. When the playoff expands to 12, Edward says it should be the expectation when you're paying $9 million a year. Um, not annually, because conference champions and stuff get in, so it's not just finishing in the top 12. Um, but yes, making playoff appearances over a, an extended period of time, yes, should be the uh, expectation for sure. Looked like South Carolina clinched the Citrus Bowl with the win today. They'll be eight and four and ranked. Or do I think this puts an eight and four Ole Miss in state? Honestly, I, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe one of them gets to go to Jacksonville uh, in Tampa. Uh, maybe one gets stuck in Nashville. Why do people think the offense red zone problems is on Charlie more than Lane Kiffin? It's obviously not Lane Kiffin's system. Yeah, you know, he, he's the offensive guy, even if he's got an offensive coordinator that he gives autonomy to. At the end of the day, it's still got his name on it. So the eight-year deal is false, you say. I believe it's six years altogether. Yeah, it's six plus auto rollovers. So it's it's eight years in effect, but I think six are like technically on the books right now for what it's worth. Rule to Nebraska is a choice, Matthew says. I think that's actually a good spot. I mean, he's he's done well at um, at difficult places to win. I mean, the, the Baylor job that he took over was a disaster. I mean, a tornado went through there, figuratively speaking, of course. And when he was at Temple, he won 10 games twice. And the program has done it three times in its history. The one before Matt Rule was in 1979. I mean, Temple is just a a wasteland of college football, and, and he won there, and he, he won at Baylor after the scandal just destroyed the program and everything with it. So I, it's not a bad spot for him, I don't think. Deion to Colorado, apparently he's got the offer, so uh, we'll see. Art Bryles to Liberty confirmed. Yeah, I wouldn't. I did see somebody say that, uh, that Kendall Bryles would be in the mix for that job should uh, – Should, anyway, should that happen? Texas Bowl, you please, since you live in Houston. Nice, hoping for Vegas or Houston. Yeah, but it's not fair for you. You get, you get the, I think, I, I could be, could be misunderstanding, but I think, don't you get uh, sent, like, on the school? Because that would be cool. Vegas for free? Oregon's falling apart. I don't have any games up in front of me right now, to tell you the truth. I'm only just here to talk about this. Since is it sad, really, when Twitter is our primary news source? Um, you can learn a lot on there. Uh, that's for sure. But th- there are uh, there are people that need to not use it. I Truthfully, one of the things I think Ole Miss needs to do, because although I think – the the tweet that I just read is a sign of there being truth to the the internal frustration at the school. Um, Ole Miss needs a a full time run your tweets through this person. Just hey, real quick, should I tweet this? Yes or no? And have somebody sit there and say yes or no. That could have saved them a lot of problems 
uh, in the past and right now and in the future. Just have somebody be able to say, wait, 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 don't, don't tweet that. Just, no, mm -mm, nope, nope, log off, log off, shut your phone off. No, you're not tweeting that. And that would save, that would have saved a lot. If that ignored SA rumors to, I don't know what you're talking about truthfully there. Um, I I don't. So you'll have to uh, message me about that. But either way, I think Auburn's kind of in a mess right now. Texas Cohen started the Kiffin freeze rumors just to mess with their seasons and is actually going to hire Urban. Figured it out. Jason says, I've got a DM in my inbox right now from Hugh Freeze. Me too, actually. Yeah. Who else is out there for Auburn? Oh, if they if they pass on Hugh. Um, I, I mean, Dave Clawson, who I actually like and think would win games, but, um, you know, I don't think Luke Fickle's jumping into that mess right now, to tell you the truth. I could be wrong. Maybe he views that as the chance to go. I, I don't know. But maybe they could explore that, I suppose. But um, it's turning into a, a bit of a disaster, which, you know, I, I hate that I, I kind of went off of what I was thinking weeks ago about this. If you guys remember when there was a lot fewer of you just a few weeks ago and on the radio show, it was like, man, leaving for Auburn right now doesn't make sense. One, it, it's a place that you know, actively tried to create a scandal to fire a coach, the most recent coach. They they tried to create a scandal, actively tried and withheld NIL money from him. Um, it's, it's a bit of a disaster at, at the moment, and it's not – if it is an upgrade, it's not that much of one. So why, why take that job was my first thoughts when all of this happened. And then, you know, things changed a, a good bit, and I started um, – They started this thing started changing and it felt more serious. And if, if I would have just stayed on my first take, it would have been all right. But but that's okay. Things happen. I got this wrong. I, I don't think you guys are gonna punish me for that. Um I thought he was leaving and he did not. It's a win for you, so who cares if I got it wrong? Jordan Watkins. Yeah, he he was good at the end of the year last year, too. Looks like he is coming back. Anthony says, if Lane would have just said that he was not leaving two weeks ago, I'm just saying we wouldn't have lost against Arkansas and State, just your opinion. It caused a distraction. And there are some people that are like, they're, they're saying that, well, he said he was staying the whole time. That That is not, I'll tell you this, and, and you choose not to believe this if you want. That is not how at least a number of players felt. And that is definitely not how leadership of the school felt. So. There, there are too many people, Anthony, that think that this whole thing was just a media-created thing. That Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Ben Garrett, Chuck Roundsville, David Johnson, everybody that covers Auburn, everybody that covers the SEC, everybody that covers college football nationally, just me, Richard Cross, just made it all up. And that we all worked together to just manufacture this out of nothing. That nobody that covers Ole Miss, none of these people that have been covering the program for decades um, or longer in some cases, don't have connections to people within the athletic department. Uh, that these, these beat writers that have NIL deals for weekly interviews with players don't have communication with players. It, it's 
that that's it's frustrating honestly when people think that that was just made up when everything in your what what should be a completely logical thing should tell you that that was coming from somewhere and it wasn't John Cohen and Auburn that these people do and did and will continue to have sources within Ole Miss that were telling them similar things. And again, I know for a fact there's been frustration and worse and fractured relationships. And if you think that that's a media creation, then then that that is up to you. But I promise you there are people that are covering that that would have rather none of that happen. So if you want to think that it's a, a big... Everybody was just on the same page to wreck Lane Kiffin. That is something that you can believe, but it takes a lot more explaining to get there than he was interested and decided not to go. Because that makes more sense. He was interested, considered the job, interviewed for the job, wanted it, whatever, and then decided not to go. That takes a lot less explaining than everybody that covers the team, Everybody that covers the Auburn search, everybody that covers the SEC, everybody that covers college football made it all up. Like Ross Dellinger and Pete Thamel today both confirmed that Lane Kiffin was in communication with Auburn. They both confirmed that. You're not in communication with Auburn unless you're interested in Auburn. That's okay because you won in the end. Unless you think that Pete and Ross are also in on this conspiracy, they confirmed that that happened today. Walker Jones indirectly confirmed that there was frustration today. That happened. That is proof, at least it should be, that there was some there was a lot of truth to all of this. And it could have been ended sooner and it wasn't for a reason. But you won in the end. And none of what I just said prior matters because of that fact. Jason says, looks to me like Lane's family, who apparently wanted to stay. He owes Sokoloff a thank you card. Otherwise, if Kiffin was never going, he's got problems in his program with sources. And, you know, I don't I read the Outkick article, which basically outlined the fact that, you know, family was a big reason why he chose to stay. Um, so I don't like talking about somebody's kids unless they do first, you know, and it sounds like that was that was a big selling point. And that was something that got him to got him to either change his mind or eliminate Auburn was the fact that, you know, up and moving would not be good for them. And, you know, it's not that big of a jump anyway. So if it is one at all, which I don't think right now it is one at all. Anyway. Someone close to the situation is responsible for all the smoke. If it wasn't coming from Kiffin, he's got a real problem in his circle. And, and like I maintained the whole time, it could have been ended, and it, it wasn't, and that's okay. Chase says, Ohio State fans in full throat calling for Ryan Day's job. Wayne Kiffin is punching air right now. <laughs> yeah, those people are dumb. I mean, I know he's lost to Michigan twice, but come on. 11-1 and one in both years? He's not getting fired. Zach says Rule has to be incredibly confident he can win to give up his buyout money. Well, I assume Nebraska's giving him more than what his buyout was, right? So it's it's a net gain for him financially. 
And these guys are wired differently. They want to coach. If I got $40 million without, you know, if I got $40 million without having to work again, guess what I would not do? I, I wouldn't work again. But that's just me. That quote from Jim Harbaugh, yeah, that was a good one, right? And and people are taking a dig at it, talking about Ryan Day saying some people start on third base and think they hit a triple. Chase thinks that's an all-time quote, no doubt. Ohio State is soft. Defensively, they are, and that's not how they used to be, but they are now. Chase wants Mike Leach to bring in a younger, bright guy from the Hypo or Riley camp if he could. They run what is very successful evolutions of the air raid built around an attacking running game. He needs to stick with what he did in the Egg Bowl. If he wants consistent success. Edward thinks that he's not going to change, though. He's going to keep doing what he does. Chase, though, says happy for 8-4 and four in an Egg Bowl, but we saw in the first half against, uh, again, what the classic Air Raid does. It needs evolution, then need to bring in a quarterback in the portal that will really push Rodgers. I think they need to look heavily, heavily in the transfer portal. T, and I think you're right here. John's reports uh, are really feeding into the it was all made up stuff. Absolutely. I think if if that never happens, you're not getting the the pushback vitriol that you've seen directed towards, um, you know, in, in very in, in very small cases, me, and in other cases, guys like Ben and Chase and Neil, who are, are really kind of getting it today, and they don't deserve what they're getting. Um, if that doesn't happen um then i think you're right i do and then also like like what happened in the arkansas game which by the way i have it on pretty good authority that um there was some kind of internal reprimand for that some kind could be wrong i guess but Anyway, um, that that was an embarrassment that the SEC network was basically working against you. So maybe that's who people are really talking about is people like that. Because uh, I, I thought you guys heard me rip on that. The way that was handled towards the end of the Ole Miss Arkansas game, I thought for the network that where that that is the representative of the Southeastern Conference in all fourteen of its schools, I thought that that was as bad and and unprofessional as you could possibly get, uh, allowing an Auburn grad to basically give a sales pitch to Lane Kiffin live on the air um, uncountered what was bad. It was simply was bad. And then the, the right before the game, the ESPN broadcast saying what they did tells me that there was some kind of directive given. I could be wrong, but either way, I think you are right. I, I think people like Feinbaum and, and what happened on the SEC network, uh, after or towards the end of the Ole Miss Arkansas game, I thought is, and then of course, uh, John calling it a done deal um, without a qualifier feeds this for uh, for sure. And then, anyway, Sid says, did Sexton have contact with Auburn? Almost certain, but were, was there facts that it happened? It happened. I, Look, it happened. I mean, you're you're not going to get documentation. You're not going to get Jimmy Sexton's phone records, but it it happened. It did. Um, Absolutely, it did. It did. And that's okay because, again, you you win in the end, which is all that matters. 
And we're talking about the Egg Bowl. says, Rodgers got the win on Thursday, which does matter a lot, but he was not good at all. Put the ball on the ground three or four times with a bad interception and taking brutal sacks. One in spite, not because. If Ole Miss wins, the MVP of the game was Will Rogers. In his three years, pocket awareness, feel pressure, and anticipation of throws haven't been improved. His accurate arm talent has accurate arm talent, but he needs to process, and the offense needs to embrace evolution. Edward expects Kiffin to make staff changes, especially on offense. Yes, I think there's going to be possibly a handful of staff changes. It, it has to happen. Um Offensive line didn't get better during the course of the season. That that's probably going to be one. I uh, I think. Appreciate you, Sid. I, I probably uh, missed your exit. No, maybe not. You might still be here, but I appreciate you, man. Glad uh, glad you came. Jason says the air raid sucks without a run game. It's not going to work in the SEC without a Dan Marino being predictable. Christopher says, just got here, hasn't been discussed if Lane will be able to recruit high school players after this. That's a good question. Um, People are definitely going to use this uh, against him in recruiting. But now, Christopher, something very significant happened and is going to continue to happen. Uh, I think him increasing the I'm leaving buyout is important, and that's something that he can point to. Because if he goes into a living room or, or gets a recruit on the phone and, and the recruit's dad is like, you know, coach over at LSU told me that you're just looking to get out and, and you know, kind of feels that way, coach. How, how, am I, how do I know that you're going to coach my kid? He can counter with, you know, I looked at other places in the SEC. I settled on this one. This is where I want to be. And I increased my buyout to prove it. I put my money where my mouth is and, and – it is on paper with my signature that my buyout went up. And and that means something, and that can carry a lot of weight. And I do think there's going to be more forward-facing commitment here in the near and, and also distant future. Uh, things are going to change a little bit um, because they need to. When, when the school commits what they have to him and what they've given him, uh, it, it some of there, there needs to be some reciprocation and, and some commitment publicly, and I think that's going to happen. And you've already started seeing it happen with, with that buyout. That's a, that's a big deal. Do I think Tennessee, LSU, and Bama all go to access bowls? Not if LSU loses. No, so they've got to beat Georgia. Um, Bama could, I suppose. They're not getting into the playoff. In my opinion, chases. There's multiple chases in here, by the way, but it doesn't. You, know, you guys know that. In my opinion, he coached too tight in big games. He's an elite play designer and caller and an elite pre-game planner. But it seems he gets out coached and out adjusted in second halves. It's an interesting point, and um, the the numbers do kind of prove it. Red zone second half offense being quite bad. Feels like Kiffin outcoached himself, especially late versus Alabama and the state game, Edwards says. Will Hugh Freeze work at Auburn, or is there a surprise hire Monday? Well, it depends on it, – it just depends on if, um, if Auburn was aware, which you would hope that they were. It depends on if Auburn was, was aware um, – 
of those DMs to the alleged victim of sexual assault suing his university. That That's what it comes down to. Were they aware of that? If not, um, then they might have issues. If they were aware of that and they go ahead with it, they're going to end up having issues. But I would move on if I were them, but I'm not them. Edward says it's not great with Kiffin right now, but now they've got the chance to regroup, sign a good class, and prep for a bowl game and get a ninth win. Absolutely. I mean, Edward, it's the damnedest thing about stuff like this in sports. Because all of this, all of the talk, which I contributed to, obviously, all of the the bad feelings internally, all of the frustration goes away very quickly. If you win the bowl game, which now kind of feels important to go, to go win that game, um, and you portal well, and then you start winning next season. But, I mean, if they go portal well and then win the bowl game, all of this, people will just forget about all this. Nobody, nobody will talk about this anymore. Uh, so that that's winning takes care of everything. Winning recruiting, winning the portal, win the bowl game, and then by the start of next season, everybody's going to be wanting to jump off roofs to go watch his team play. I do think the, the quote-unquote leash does get tight. There are... There are now more expectations moving forward there, yes. Um, but they're still going to let him be him. I mean, it's not like he's going to turn into a choir boy. They're still going to let him do his thing because his thing works for him. But expectations, there, there are some expectations moving forward. Freeze will absolutely win games. His biggest enemy is himself. If his personal can stay out of the way of his professional, Auburn will get very good pretty quickly. I think that'll happen first. Jason says, State fans better buy tickets for the Arizona game as soon as they're available next year. That's going to be a fun game to watch. Hope I'm home by then. You still make the trip anyway. Thoughts on the lateral pass late in the game? Uh, Apparently, so... According to a, a rules expert that does NFL games, there is you can blow a whistle on a backwards pass fumble, if you will, and still rule it for a team that recovers it, even if everybody stops. I, I learned that because that doesn't make sense to me in logic. They blew the whistle and everybody stopped but Jet Johnson. It do, it doesn't make sense to me, but apparently that is the one instance where they can award the ball to somebody else despite there being a whistle that blew the play dead before the action happened. So apparently they ended up getting that right. Logically, it doesn't make sense to me, but apparently that was the correct decision. They might back off of him if if this this heat... Uh, gets too much to bear. Yeah, they might back off of him. Again, I would, but... Is the bowl game going to affect Leach any after an Egg Bowl win? Oh, no, no, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. He can lose that and they won't care. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, William. You uh, you did. You never wavered either. The state in danger of losing Arnett. They need to make sure they're not. If the leak of the report of Lane Kiffin's new contract doesn't mean he's verbally agreed to it, I assume so. 
my guess is they'll announce it uh, more formally soon. But yes, I mean, when, when he put that out there, I, I assume that's where that came from was him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's done. Cam needs to either write the check or, or give Dudek the green light to write whatever check he needs to to keep Arnett, no doubt. Midwest, Midwest boxing thinks it's a big mistake for Auburn to not look at Deion Sanders. You don't understand the amount of high-profile kids he'd bring in. Yeah, no doubt. Colorado's going to find out quickly. Yeah, yeah. brings truck to Arnett, no, uh, no doubt. When I get the time, go back and watch the highlights of Oregon, Oregon State. I will. I will at some point tonight. I, I'm sad I missed it now. Does Lane ever take a question from Sokolov ever again in the press conference? Um, <laughs> I think he will. I think he will. I, I think that he will be instructed to end the beef and and – that's it. Just be done with it and move on. My guess. Jason says, agree with everyone else. Kiffin's a hell of a coach, but I know that Arkansas score looks bad, but how many touchdowns got called back on penalties? But it was still 42-6, to six, three plays into the third quarter, though. Mingo dropped it because of the whistle. Should have been a 10-2 year for Ole Miss if you split Alabama and Arkansas and beat State, but it is what it is. Who am I putting in the playoff after today? Well, i got to see if USC wins first, right? Uh, because if they do, it's quite simple. It's um, it's Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and then USC if uh, if they happen to win. Neil Price was screaming for someone to grab the ball in case on a, a lateral play. I can't believe you don't watch those unless you sync them up with your TV. Colorado's the perfect spot for Dion. They will have better athletes and. Everyone, not Southern Cal or maybe Oregon. And there isn't elite coaching out there except Riley. And Whittingham at Washington, but yeah. Beamer Ball has some big wins in year one. Second best in the East next year, maybe. I don't know. I still don't know if the roster is there, but you can't ignore what, what's happened the last couple of weeks. Now, um <laughs> Now Clemson's got some soul searching to do as a program offensively they're a disaster and they've got to move on from dj he cannot be their quarterback moving forward he stinks i'm sorry he does but that was a big win today uh, i i like shane beamer i know he's a little goofy and kind of quirky but i like him with kiffin's kids staying would i be surprised if he stays until knox leaves for college honestly i don't know i i don't know it depends on what comes open. I, I still don't think he's at Ole Miss forever. Um, it just depends. Uh, I do think the game has changed a little bit, though. I I have a feeling if you asked him honestly, he did not expect the school to rise to the NIL occasion the way that they have. I, again, I don't I don't know how he thinks, but. Um, I'd be willing to bet that he did not expect to have the amount of money on hand, by the way. People keep trying to tell me, mostly state fans, honestly, keep trying to tell me that the $10 million number is inaccurate. Believe that if you'd like. But you, you are the inaccurate one when you make that statement. I don't think that he believed that they would get to that point. And that 
probably changed a lot of how he viewed the job he currently has. Because I I am genuinely shocked that there was that much money raised so far, and they're not done. Like They've got more corporate partners in the holster. At least one for sure is is in the holster ready to go. Um, I think he's shocked by that. I'm shocked by that. I, I cannot believe that that Ole Miss has that much money to spend in the portal. That's that's big time. Oh, Ryan Day, for example, said that he needed twelve million at Ohio State to for his roster. So that that is money up with the big boys. I, I I'm surprised, but be happy that I'm surprised. The pushback on Prime to the SEC, his success at Jackson State is having absolutely the best athlete, not coaching against the best coaches. See College Station for athletes without coaching. Good point. Oregon Blue, your 12-team parlay, minus three. They cover. I was looking at $2,300. Oh, man. That is frustrating. I don't have the money to gamble, so. You think you'll be successful, but a big jump to the uh, SEC level. I agree. Somebody just sent me a long message about how they knew the whole time, or it's somebody else that wrote it, I guess. Um, that says that they knew the whole time that Lane wasn't leaving, and here's why. And and I'll, I'll read it at some point. But I, again, I say to that, if that was true, it should have ended. If that was true, it should have ended when Sokolov did what he did. If he was never leaving, ever considering it, that should have ended that Monday night when Sokolov reported what he did. If that was true. Texas A&M already up on LSU. The drama today has been palpable. I need to watch that when we get done. And Vanderbilt, Tennessee just started too. Chase, you and I have been pumping that Dabo thing, man. He's done. He's not adapting enough. You need to you need to evolve. You need to change. He's he's been reluctant. On NIL, he refused to bench DJ for whatever reason. Uh, Offensively, they're kind of a joke. They just play in a league that's kind of a joke, and they've got more talent than everybody they play. But, man, I'm with you. Not just Clemson, the entire ACC has some soul-searching. Absolutely. William says, as far as this Ole Miss team in March had – Anyone said that this team would be as good as it is, they would have been called nuts. They went eight and four, though. I mean, that's that's I think exactly what I picked them preseason. How much pressure is on Sam Pittman? Now, a good bit they regressed for sure. And and there was a lot of continuity there with coaches, and they still regressed. That's an issue. You heard Matt Rule wins the Penn State job. Guess it's got to come open. How about hoops in the state of Mississippi? My gosh, I mean, Southern Miss is undefeated. 
Uh, Chris Jans uh, has got his team playing pretty awesome defense right now. Um, offensively, they got some work to do, but but damn, I mean, they, they play hard and they play well and they're physical. Uh, they seem to really like their coach as well, their new coach. I mean, that that that, that is an it, this, this sounds kind of goofy to say, but that that is a team that plays with great energy. And you would think, well, you know, their college basketball team, they should all play hard. Yeah, yeah, they do. Or they should, but but James's team does, and and Ole Miss suddenly uh, looks really capable. I mean, a couple of really good portal evaluations so far. Um, we'll see what they look like when Ruffin comes back. But Kermit Davis needed to portal well, and and I don't know if I don't know if they're going to win enough games to make the tournament or anything. But uh, the early returns on his evaluation was. Um, was good so far. If Kiffin left, would that change the big corporation's mind about teaming up? Honestly, I don't know, but uh, it doesn't matter now, does it? $12 million and still can't beat Michigan? Taggart got fired at FAU. Didn't they win today? Really? I thought they were good. I mean, I don't keep up with FAU football that much, but I thought they were good. Or am I wrong? Oh no, they weren't good. They lost. Okay, they went five and four, five and seven, five and seven. Okay, so they weren't good. Ohio State's gotten weaker on the offensive line and defensive line since Urban left. What other staff changes are made? I, I don't know, truthfully. Uh I, I don't I just expect them because that's just kind of how this happens, but but I truly I don't know. Truly, possibly, you know, wide receivers. I think that they're the the position had issues, and so when a position group has issues, you always kind of feel like, uh, you know, there might be a change. Did Bama win? Yes, they did. Am I going to do these for basketball season? Yeah, on a regular schedule, though. on a regular schedule. Yeah, Mari Abram looks good. You think Dabo was made by the gift of Watson into Lawrence? Think he's a good coach? Don't think he's great? Definitely don't think he's elite? Yeah, DJ was 7 of 29 for 99 yards in an interception today against a bad South Carolina defense. A bad South Carolina defense. Georgia looked pedestrian today. They kind of have for a while, though, you know? If Kermit David Kermit Davis's games are just about as competitive as you want, even if they miss the tourney, does he survive? Yes. If he's bubbly, I think he'll survive. Chase thinks Georgia has a bad problem with playing to the level of the game they roll into. They played close with Missouri and Kentucky and put Tennessee and Oregon into a straitjacket. That's a good point there. Miss face mask penalty on Anthony Richardson. Saw that. It was a game changer. It was a very, uh, very significant game changer. So, 
You think TCU can make a run in the playoff? What was up with their crowd today? You got an undefeated team and nobody there. It was bizarre. It was really, really, really uh, bizarre. So um, I'm uh, approaching an hour. So uh, get any final quick thoughts in here. Um, Long story short, Lane Kiffin's coaching at Ole Miss. That is a win in the end, um, regardless of how it got there. It got there, and that is uh, that is what matters. So um, an hour to say that. So um, so quick, get them in, and then uh, and then we'll get out of here. And I haven't heard from my wife a little bit, and uh, and that's okay. So I hope she's okay. I guess is what I'm saying. Watching the little guy all on her own. All right, I'm going to head out. Thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in. I will see you. Uh, we'll probably wait until Tuesday. Tuesday night, 745, uh, I think, is when the next one's going to be. But I appreciate you guys very much, and I'll talk to you then, Tuesday night. I'll, uh, I'll see you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.